This is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. And I'm one, one, we had some technical difficulties at the start of this show. So if you uh, want to... Uh, want to re-listen to our show about the Chinese money and how it ended up in Biden and his tax return. We brought you the best of yeah, uh, at the start while they were waiting to connect me. We, we uh, built it. Doug and I went down to Florida to meet with Trump before his speech last night, and uh, our equipment didn't travel with us well, but now we're back. Yeah. Uh, I'm here with Doug DePiro, my Hello. consigliere and friend, <laughs> and... Um, my honor, the, Dick Morris, my honor. The question before, this is Dick Morris from the Dick Morris Show presented by Patriot Gold Group. The question Trump faces now, and that's what we were talking about last night, is should he debate? And the uh, idea of the debate is that it means that he takes his stage where he's going to get very high ratings, everybody's going to watch because they always do, and he's going to share it with 13 other candidates who have no name recognition, mm-hmm. no support, not just DeSantis, who is well-known, but, I mean, for God's sakes, H. Hutch- Asa Hutchison and Perry Johnson and <laughs> Vivek Ramasumi, I mean, guys who are absolutely unknown, and he's going to share his stage with them. And I think the Rolling Stones are giving him very good advice. Hey! You know, Dick, I heard that his gym teacher is going to debate him, too. <laughs> right. And uh, get off of my stage. Um, so so I think he's not going to debate. And uh, he told me he's not going to debate. And it's a message to the Republican National Committee. Guys, I know you don't want me to win. I know that you're dominated by Carl Rove and company. And I know that you're basically Bush supporters who want... Uh, to give another member of the Bush dynasty, probably um, the uh, Bush who's now Secretary of Agriculture, and in Texas, we want him to win. But for God's sakes, don't undercut my campaign while I'm in the middle of it. Don't make me show up on stage with 12 unknowns and give them a shot at getting known. No, I don't think he's saying, don't let me. I think he's saying, I'm not going to. I'm not going to, yeah. And uh, I think that what Trump is going to do is stage an event simultaneously with the debate, and uh, I think it's going to be a very good debate, very good event. It's going to have a lot of listeners, a large audience. It might be a rally. It might be something else, but uh, I think he's not going to give the the debate among the ne'er-do-wells, the also-rans, and the never-heard-of-again crowd and give them a chance to opine. Um, now, the more immediate question for Trump is will DeSantis stay in this race? And I don't know if there's a big case history of people suing their consultants for malpractice, but there sure ought to be in the case of uh, in the case of Donald of, of this Newsmax. I'm sorry, in the case of the consulting days campaign, this guy burned through seven million dollars in the first six weeks of his campaign. Six weeks, $7 million. Wow. 
He's raised, he, has, he raised a total of 20, which he has on hand now. That's after he burned through all of this. He has 92 people on his campaign staff. I'll bet you Trump has 15. And he's, he's absolutely subsidizing. He put the whole damn state of Florida on his campaign payroll. And he's burning through money at an outrageous rate of speed. Of the 20 million bucks that he has on hand now, in theory, 3 million can't be spent in the primary. It has to be spent in the general election because mm-hmm. uh, it was given by people who maxed out. That's soft money, hard yeah. money type of thing. Right. Uh-huh. Of the remaining money, he has already spent 40% of it. So he has a total of about 10 million bucks left to spend, which means he will have spent two-thirds to three-quarters of his money before a shot was fired. And that alone tells you he'd be a terrible president. That alone says this guy has no idea how to handle himself on the major stage. And then when Murdoch moved away from him and began to make negative noises. About, about DeSantis? About DeSantis, yeah. And, uh, and, start, and he started to tell people he's disenchanted with DeSantis, he's looking for another candidate and so on. DeSantis's reaction was that their campaign put out a statement that he's going to make a lot, many more important national policy speeches in the next month, and he's going to really create a national presence with very important policy items. He doesn't get that the only policy item anybody is interested in right now is Donald Trump, yes or no, and that if he wants to win the election, he's got to weigh in on this. I'm glad that he doesn't have any idea what he's doing, and I'm glad that he is basically flubbing the whole thing. But never has there been a candidate as incompetent in the early going of his campaign than uh, Ron DeSantis is. Let's go to Pamela in New Jersey. Hey, Pam, I'm Pamela. Hi, Pam. Hey, um, yeah, now, you Pamela, never. Are you calling in now, or are you left over from the last week's show? That they just <laughs> he's a funny guy, Dick Morris, isn't he? Sometimes yeah, it feels like that when you're on hold. <laughs> but um, no, <laughs> pretty quick today. But um, yeah, you never go into the lion's den. Uh, you know, run silent, mm. run deep. He doesn't need to do it. If uh, going into that debate is like going into, you know, like the gladiators, the Christians. and I, I've likened and, it to a 13-man firing squad. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Run silent, run deep. Like I said before in the past, I taught special ed, and most of my control of uh, violence and uh, behavior was done through silence. A yeah, few right. choice words and silence. Well, Trump's not real good at that. <laughs> That's the silent part. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, but remember, I handled uh, people with attention deficit disorder, if you get right. what I mean, yep. and you got to sometimes uh, uh, be around them. He, he, you know, he I, needs kind of a, a partner to, to kick him to in the leg client. when he's talking too to much. A, I used to have a client who had attention deficit disorder, Bill Clinton. When he wasn't getting attention, he was disordered. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, Nancy Reagan used to stand by uh, her husband. And she would nudge him every time he talked too much or said something right. off him, right. Ronald Reagan. He was cool. So uh, thank it, you, it may be... Thank you. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Hey, yeah, Al. good afternoon, uh, Dick and Doug. Hi. You know, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, debates could really um, you know, mean a lot. We've seen uh, in 76 when Ford debated Carter 
his poor performance, uh, Gerald Ford, probably cost him the election in 76. Mm -hmm. Personally, I, I think, personally, my personal opinion, I think uh, Donald Trump should debate in August, but he can get a pass because right now he has such an insurmountable lead. Yeah. But I think at some point as we move forward to the Iowa caucuses, he'll probably have to debate. Al, you're, you're definitely I think, right. I think Trump has to push the rules. Here's what I need to do. You can't have uh, a moderator that is some horrible person like uh, Brett Baer. Brett Baer. Or yeah. Yeah, that's right. What's but, his name? But Al has a good point. Um, Trump shouldn't do this debate. He probably shouldn't do the next debate, which is at the Reagan Library that hates him. Uh, and with Fox News sponsoring it. But he probably will end up doing the next debate after that, which is right before the Iowa caucus and then right before New Hampshire. Uh, they, one, one guy, I forget who it was, Pat Robertson or somebody, did not know Forbes, did not debate before Iowa and his numbers cratered. And uh, I think that, that that has to be in his mind. Thank you for your call and thank you for your accurate advice. Thank uh, you. Now, the question that's looming now is what happens if, um, if Michelle Obama gets into the race? Uh, because clearly Biden is failing, he's fading, and the Democrats realize that they've got to get rid of him. They realize that he is just a lodestone dragging them down. A lodestone? Yeah. That's awesome. L-O-D-E-S-T-O-N-E. I got it. No, it's a yeah. great word. Okay, a rock, a heavy rock. No, a lodestone. I <laughs> yeah. like that. Okay. But but he's absolutely driving them down, bringing them down, bringing himself down. He can hardly walk, let alone talk. And uh, I think that – but I think that the point about Michelle is were she to get into the race – she would immediately get the, the nomination, the Democratic nomination. I think most of her opponents would drop out. They'd roll out a red carpet and they'd say, be our guest. Uh, even if they wanted to run against her, 30% uh, of the vote in Super Tuesday is cast by African Americans and 60% of South Carolina is by them. And nobody's going to run against Michelle Obama with those numbers. Uh, as Sandra said, it is walking into the lion's den. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's going to run because I think she has a very comfortable life now. And I think she's heard the rest of my program. I think <laughs> it's like she's listening right now. If she runs, she is going to be ripped apart because it was much easier for a black candidate to get elected in 08 or 12 than it is today. B because a black candidate now has to answer all kinds of questions about crazy proposals that the blacks are making that has total support in the black community and total opposition among whites. The biggest of them is, uh, re is uh, re reparations, right. where they are literally proposing, the California Reparations Commission is proposing, that every man, woman, and child, babies in California who can trace their ancestry, not in California, but generically, to slavery, uh, and even some of those that can't, will get a check for $360,000. You know, Dick, we, we talk about this all the time, and you say this can get through. I can't see how this Well, it's possibly. the California state legislature, man. They will pass anything that the Democrats want. That is amazing. And, and, the, and it's a captive chamber, and, and the Republicans can't, uh, be, can't sustain a veto. And 
Newsom would never veto it. Newsom's entire presidential pitch is based on these reparations. Uh, if you vote for me for president, I'm going to give you 360000 bucks each. Yeah, he's and, a Newsom. Yeah, he is. <laughs> a real public Newsom. <laughs> but but um, so his campaign so, – so this is this will pass. And Michelle is going to have to take a position on that. If she says yes, she'll continue to get 100 percent black support, but she'll lose every white voter there is. Uh, And she'll lose Hispanics because they'll say, what about us? And she'll lose Asians. What about us? We were impressed as virtual slaves building the transcontinental railroad. Uh We Hispanics were in third world countries that the United States didn't help and in some cases hurt. How about us? And um, it's just going to be a horrible position. Well, as we had this conversation, I think that once she gets in, let's say she does, right, and she wins the primary, even though you tell me all the time, I don't think she could win this general, blah, 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 I think Barack will say, well, I'm going to be first husband. First husband, wink and a nod. I think the useful idiots are going to vote for her because they think Barack can yeah. be president yeah. again. But, but look, I, I always believe that in politics, the initial exposure you have uh, is is one thing, but then what happens on the second and third and fourth look is entirely another. And there are issues whose innate skew is that the more you study it, the more you come down on one side or the other. Take abortion, for example. If you're pro-choice, what else is there to say? Okay, but if you're pro-life, okay, which trimester, parental consent, pay for the abortion, uh, what technique in abortion, all of those things, how old do you have to be, all so of what those are you things saying that- come in. And the second and third look make you more pro-choice than you were at the beginning. Uh-huh. And here, I get it. the first look at Michelle Obama is, wow, she's great. She's a woman. Yeah. She's been in the White House. She's got experience. She has Barack backing her up. She's a black. She's uh, all of that. But the second and third look is, what do you think about reparations? Do you believe in the critical race theory? Do you believe that every white, including the ones who you want to vote for you, is inherently racist? Do you believe the only way they got their house and their practice and their income is because of racism, and keeping she's blacks have down? To answer that. Do you think that we should segregate schools again based on race? Do you believe we should deny advanced placement and advanced enriched classes mm-hmm. to people because they're white, because it'll disadvantage blacks? Uh, all of, do you think that federal funding should be allocated only to people of color? Do you think whites should be excluded from it? All of these are horrible questions. Wow, that when you put it Barack, that way. Barack wow. didn't have to answer in 08 or in 12, right, right, right. but Michelle would have to answer now. And with each answer, she puts herself in a smaller and smaller cubbyhole. And she can't give the right answer politically because she'll lose her base or the blacks won't turn out. So I think that Michelle understands these dynamics if she doesn't, Barack does. And I think he's basically saying, why would I destroy our reputation to uh, let Michelle run? Interesting. Uh, We'll be back and we'll talk about whether DeSantis will pull out uh, an act of mercy killing. Very interesting, Dick Morris. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. This is the Dick Morris Show on 77 WABC. This is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Well, we've been, this is Dick Morris with the Dick Morris Show, sponsored by Patriot Gold Group and Doug DePiro with me. Um, We have at last done what the FBI failed to do. We have located Hunter. Uh, <laughs> we hunted for Hunter? We hunted for Hunter, and we have a call from Hunter in Manhattan. Hi, Hunter. Uh, hey. Are you, How you doing, Hunter Dick? Biden? No, I know. Oh, I you know okay. um, my name is horrible. I know. Okay. I'm going to change it to uh, Donald, actually. Okay, good. My middle name is Donald. So I was interested in your thought. Tell me what you want to talk about. Yeah, so I just wanted to ask you about um, Tim Scott. I mean, I think he's an intriguing candidate, and I personally think that if Trump, that uh, Trump should have him as his um, as his um, running mate. He might have, and there was a good chance that he would. But this guy absolutely killed himself last week, and God knows why he did. There's no advantage to it to, for him to it. And he must have known as the words came out of his mouth that he was killing himself, but he did. He said, I do not think there was any fraud in the 2020 election. Okay? I mean, that is like a red cape in front of Donald Trump. There's no way in hell that he'll ever put him on the ticket, having said that. Uh, No way he'll ever do that. And uh, Scott, I think, could have been a good VP candidate, but... He's now absolutely marginalized himself. God knows why he did that. These guys are shooting themselves in the foot. Well, more in the heart. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Now, what will Ron DeSantis do? Uh, I believe that he will not pull out of the race. I think he'll be in Custer's last stand. He's going to be shooting his revolver over his dead horse until the arrow pierces his chest. Why won't... DeSantis look at the handwriting on the wall and say, I'm going to pull out now. Why won't he look at the futility of this candidacy? Even after Iowa, when he'll get clobbered, and New Hampshire, when he'll get clobbered, I don't think this guy is going to pull out. And to understand why not, we have to understand the political situation that would face him if he did. DeSantis has destroyed his political career for all time. If he goes back to being governor, he'll be a lame duck governor. First of all, he ran for re-election for governor, and then first thing he did was run for president. 
Yeah, but Dick, can I interrupt you for a second? I think he's a, he's a great governor. Why not? He'll just go back. You know how people forget after six months or a year what he did. I, I think he still would be great. Yeah, but the, the problem is that, first of all, he's a lame duck, having lost the presidency and probably losing the Florida primary. Uh, nobody is going to take him seriously anymore. And the state legislatures are not going to listen to him. He'll no longer control the state legislature. They'll look at him and they'll say, you're, you're a dead duck, a lame duck. And even if the legislators did want to listen to him, he will have made a permanent, major, hostile, all-time enemy in Donald Trump. And you know how warm and forgiving Donald Trump can be. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and Trump feels personally betrayed by him, personally screwed. And uh, he would no more help DeSantis be governor than he helped Mike Pence in his future career. Uh, and being a Republican governor in Florida with a Republican president undercutting you at every turn ain't going to fly. Uh-huh. You're not getting federal money. You're not getting federal disaster aid. If you do get aid, we'll channel it through somebody else, not through you. And uh, it's a, it, he'll make DeSantis' life a living hell. And uh, I think DeSantis's time has come and gone. Having said that, let me say that I think DeSantis was, in his first term, a wonderful governor. What he did was very important. He explored new ways of being governor when you have a president who's gone completely crazy in his spending. So you've gone nuts in opening the border, and he came up with the idea of shipping the illegal immigrants to the north. Uh, you've got woke culture running amok, and he got the idea of saying not in our schools or you lose funding from the state and confronting Disney over their attitude. He came up with a range of really creative solutions to the problem of how do you be a governor in a hostile political environment. But then he absolutely killed it all by giving it all up and running for president. And as he's run for president, we've seen his defects. We've seen that he's cold, he's standoffish, he doesn't relate well to people. Uh, he's a demagogue. He tried to make, he tried to take the abortion issue away from Donald Trump by making it impossible for a Republican to win in November, by saying he favors birthright abortion. In other words, that you that you can't give, you can't have an abortion within six weeks of the start of the pregnancy when most people don't know they're, they're pregnant, mm. the heartbeat abortion ban. <clears throat> and that would have made it impossible for Republicans to win. Mm. And he was trying to force Trump into taking that position. And uh, I think that DeSantis is literally an example of ritual suicide. And uh, I think that I think that he uh, will not be able to recover from that and will not be able to come back. Let's go to um, uh, let's go to Betsy in New Jersey. Betsy. Hi. Um, on Hi. the debate, I thought he can't debate because he won't promise to endorse anybody else. No, but, no, that that's not it. That would have been the problem. Okay, but he but has that's to not, promise not to endorse anybody else, whether he likes it or not, because the law bars him from the primary ballot in Florida unless he signs that pledge. So it's an academic issue now. And can Donald Trump create policies next time that can't be undone in one day? Well, the first thing he can do is elect a Democratic, a Republican Senate. And I think he's well on his way to doing that. Uh, okay. As this year evolves, I'll be 
bringing on a bunch of the other candidates. But I think we have superb chances now to win, obviously, in West Virginia, probably in Ohio, probably in Arizona, uh, and uh, probably in Montana, and uh, a bunch of other places where we really, I think, have an excellent chance of winning. And if he controls both houses, he can pretty well make those decisions stick. He doesn't have to govern by executive order. Thank you. Let's go to Donald in New Jersey. Donald. Uh, hey, Dick. I, Hi. Um, so just, just a quick comment on your DeSantis and and the, the, the worst um, campaign ever. I mean, I, I don't know if you, you think he would um, has kind of upstaged um, the former governor of New Jersey, who's, who's now just a hard gun poison pill. You know, running around just looking to to uh, character assassinate President Trump. Uh, I don't know, but but the point is that they're they're both uh, they're both disasters. My, my friend Doug DePiro on the show just did a cartoon that I'm going to email out to my mailing list. By the way, sign up for the list at DickMorris.com. It's a diagram of a new species, the rhinocris. Rhinocris. Rhinocris, <laughs> and it's a beautiful drawing of Chris Christie. Uh, as, as, a, a as a rhinoceros, as a rhino. Yeah, so um, I, I, I believe, and I believe that the real answer to DeSantis uh, is this song. Come on, song. come on, guys. Well, I'll sing it. It's too late, baby. Now. <laughs> Kevin, I just want you to know you saved Dick's life, because if he sang this song, I would have to finish the show. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think that he's he's just out, and I think he's really destroyed himself. Let's go to Sam in Las Vegas. Hi, Sam. Hey, Dick, Dick good show. I just want Thank to you. tell you this. The debates are over. There's only one guy running as a Republican, and that's Donald Trump. Yeah. These other guys just want some attention, and they're not going to get it. So that's yep. all I have to say. And well, as far as officially, the- officially, Trump will get the nomination on March 6th. Uh, March 6th, 5th is the day of Super Tuesday, and California is participating in that. So you'll have about a third to a half of the delegates selected that day. <clears throat> and tr- Trump will win Iowa by a lot. He'll win New Hampshire by a lot. He'll win Nevada by a lot. He'll win Michigan, I hope, by a lot. We don't know yet. Um, And then he'll go to South Carolina, which he'll win by a huge amount. And then comes Super Tuesday, and he'll win that, and the race will be over. So I think you're correct about that. Let's go to Alan in New York. Hi, Alan. Yes, good good day, sir. Uh, Two two quick points about reparations. Number one, the Democratic Party is famous for slavery in the South. They they justified it in this place. The thing is, they, they gave up, I believe, on the African-American uh, community at large. And uh, since the last few decades, they have uh, brought in all these illegal aliens who are basically underprivileged, lack, many lack education, many lack the experience of an average you know, American culture. So what happens is you have these people who are becoming the new slave, quote, unquote, class in this country. 
Many of them, I've taken surveys. I've gone out with three or four people. We've done exhaustive surveys of people. Basically, they're, they're coming here doing the same exact thing they were doing when they were in their native country in Central America. They're selling vegetables on the street. They're doing odd jobs. Yeah, but no, but no, they're not, Donald. They're, uh, the Latino population next to the Asian is the most upwardly mobile ethnic group in the country, counting whites. And um, they themselves are selling vegetables. They themselves are only speaking halting English. But their kids are in med school and law school right. and coming up dramatically. They're the assimilating. Reason, the reason Trump is winning with Hispanics and may actually carry them is not so much the first generation, but the second and third generation who's really, really cleaning up. Uh, absolutely. That was good, though. Um, let's go to uh, Sandra in New Jersey. Hello, Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Good afternoon, Doug and Dick. Um, you know, I just want to say two things. Uh, Ron DeSantis made a very big mistake. He should have humbly said, I'll be the second man for four yep. years. And then for yep. eight years, he would have been number one. Yep. yep. We would have had 12 but years. I, that's right. It's foolish. But last night, I loved your show as usual. And you talked about the greatest threat that we have not China, it's not Russia, but it's the deep state. You yeah. talked about John F. Kennedy getting assassinated, and you talked about Donald Trump going to get impeached and maybe go to jail. So then you said we need warriors. Now, I thought to myself, John F. Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy's uncle, wouldn't he be a great warrior? Because he's very angry about what happened, and I know he's on the other side, but maybe we could get him on the other side. Yeah, well, uh, I'm hopeful of something like that. I think at the moment his pro, uh, pro-choice position and his uh, pro-gun control position would preclude him mm-hmm. from going on the ticket. But um, I think he would be a great choice if we could get over that. Uh, what I believe is that the deep state ousted two presidents. They were behind the Kennedy assassination and they're behind the Trump indictment and impeachment. And uh, there's this this wonderful book called named Unspeakable by James Douglas. Please, please read it. Robert Kennedy Jr. recommends that you read it. It proves that the CIA killed Kennedy. It said the reason they did is that he and Khrushchev got together after the Cuban Missile Crisis and said, holy cow, we almost blew up the damn world. Let's end this Cold War before it kills us all. And they had a lengthy correspondence that's been secret that he reveals. And uh, as a result, they signed the Test Ban Treaty. Kennedy began the process of pulling out of Vietnam. Kennedy called for an end to the Cold War. And he was shot because the the military-industrial complex and the deep state consisted of cold warriors who deeply believed Russia's evil and has to be killed, has to be defeated. And they wanted a war. They wanted a nuclear war because they said it is true that maybe a million Americans will die, but a hundred million Russians will die and we'll win it. Um, And Donald Trump's uh, apostasy in opposing the deep state and defying the intelligence community was as serious an offense and they can't really assassinate him now. Uh, I'll give you an insight on that. But they tried to impeach and, and imprison him. Why can't they assassinate him now? I just learned from a very senior person who's a very former general who said that the technology, forensic technology, is such now that if you explode a bomb and blow a person into a million pieces, 
you'll be able to get fingerprints off the bomb. And the ability to have an anonymous assassination or a conspiracy like happened on 9-11 is probably beyond the pale of anything we could they could do now. So we'll be back in a minute or two, and then we'll talk further about what's going on. This is the Dick Morris Show on 77 WABC. This is 77 WABC, and this is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle. This is Dick Morris on the Dick Morris Show, sponsored by the Patriot Gold Group, this with the Doug DePiro Show, sponsored by Doug DePiro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm your, I'm your advisor. You know, he's the advisor to all the presidents. I'm Dick Morris's advisor. He sure is. <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. You are. Yeah, whatever. But the, the question that everybody in the country in politics is asking is, how long will the Democratic Party put up with Joe Biden? How long will they tolerate him falling upstairs? Not <laughs> falling say, upstairs. Yeah, not to say falling down him. His inability to know where he is, to speak not only without the teleprompter, to speak with the teleprompter. He can't even find the teleprompter. You know, you know what the best thing is? If they turn the teleprompter towards the audience yeah. and let them read it. Whenever I see Biden struggles with the teleprompter, I always recall the example of my previous client, Bill Clinton. He and I were working together in the car going up to Pennsylvania Avenue where he's going to address a joint session of Congress. And he was scrolling in changes on the script. And I said, the teleprompter guy will never be able to follow this. He said, he will. And we got in the nick of time. We handed it to the kid. And then when Clinton got up to speak, he put the speech in. But it was the wrong speech. The kid. You know, the, the teleprompter kid. It was a speech kid, yeah. he gave last time he was in Congress. And uh, Clinton saw that. And without missing a beat, he gave the exact speech he's supposed to give from memory. And halfway through it, he, the kid realized his mistake and it's fed in the right speech. And Clinton picked it up without missing a beat or missing a sentence. That's the kind of guy that ought to be president, not this moron that we have in there now. Let's go to Carlo in upstate New York. Hi, Carlo. Hey, Hi, Carlo. hey, Dick. How's everything? I hope everyone there is doing well. We are. Anyway, what I wanted to say was um, the Democrats are not going to have any choice. Other than uh, put up with uh, with uh, Biden, because what other name, you know, name recognition? No, uh, RFK Jr. No, is considered waxed. That's not true. Uh, the real deadline is October when the filing deadlines start for at least uh, New Hampshire and South Carolina and, uh, and, and Iowa. And uh, they have to have a candidate by then. But if Biden pulled out, there would be a monster show of candidates. From the left, you would have uh, you would have um, Elizabeth Warren, you'd have uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, you'd have Gavin Newsom, uh, and you might even have AOC. Imagine that. From the blacks, you'd have Duval Patrick, former governor of Massachusetts, uh, Cody Cory Booker, a senator from New Jersey, and you might have an insane guy like Eric Holder, former attorney general. And from the establishment, the candidate there, I think, will be Pete Buttigieg. And the tip-off was that when they got the trillion-plus dollars for spending on uh, stimulus funding, they gave it to Buttigieg. Wait, trillion or billion? Trillion. 
Wow. They gave it to Buttigieg to administer, and they'll only do that because of the patronage that he'd get. So it'll be a bigger fight, and if it deadlocks, you could see Hillary coming into the race. If it looks like a crazy leftist is going to win, Hillary will come in and say, I'm the person that can beat Trump. I almost did last time. Do you think, who's going to put her in? She's just going to come in? No, she'll she'll just walk in. Yeah. But um, but I think that the it's the Democrats, everybody you talk to in the party, realizes that Biden's a disaster. Everybody realizes the poll numbers are tanking, and everybody realizes he can't recover. So it's like the emperor has no clothes, but nobody is willing to say that. Oh, they're all scared to to say. They're it. all terrified mm. because Biden has uh, the one thing he's been effective at is keeping his party disciplined and in line, and. There, there's huge obstacles to overcome to oppose Biden, but somebody's going to do it. Politics. Wait a minute, Dick. You say keep his party in line, but the guy's like a moron. Yeah, but Aren't his, other people controlling this guy? Yeah, his staff is, and his staff wants to stay his staff. They oh, want to stay they, in power. Mm. They lose their jobs if they lose their president, mm. and uh, and they, they don't want to lose their president. (laughs) Also, until now, Barack Obama has been calling the shots. And if he would go with Michelle, he would stop, and that would be the earliest indication you have that Biden's going to pull out. But he's hanging on by his his, uh, fingernails, and it's hard to see how this guy is able to continue and to run. Um, That brings me to George in Rockland County. Hi, George. Hey, how are you doing, uh, Mr. Morris? And hello, Doug. Uh, so uh, we all talk about uh, uh, the Republican uh, debate, primary debate. So yeah. I want to go to the other side, to the Democratic uh, primary debate. Do you think that uh, Biden, uh, if Donald Trump is not participating in the Republican end, would Biden say, well, okay, so I will not be participating? Ah, in, interesting. Uh, no, but no, he's already said he's not participating. <laughs> Uh, he's already said that, and the, uh, the they won't hold a Democratic debate without Joe Biden. They will hold a Republican debate without Donald Trump. But Biden controls the Republican, the Democratic National Committee, in a way that Trump does not control the Republican National Committee. In fact, the Republican National Committee secretly wants Trump to lose, absolutely, because they're all Bush people who mm-hmm. hated him for what he did to Jeb Bush, and. Uh, so that with the Republican debate's going to happen without Trump, but the Democratic debate would never happen without Biden. Let's go to Gary in Staten Island. Hey, Gary. Uh, Trump said uh, recently that um, Marxists, American citizens who are Marxist, socialist, communist, Bernie Sanders, need to be deported. Wouldn't that be the end of freedom in America? Wouldn't that be yeah. fascism? It, it would be, and he's not going to do that. What he will do is deport well, he illegal. He's going to do that. What he will do is deport illegal immigrants who are here illegally, who have committed crimes here, and might deport illegal immigrants who are overtly working against the interests of the country. But nobody's going to deport American citizens. Nobody's going to deport legal immigrants. That's just fear-mongering. It would never happen. You're, you're misinterpreting what he said. Let's go to Suzanne in New Jersey. Hi, guys. Great Hi. to talk to you. Um, to you. 
I have two phone questions. The first one is, can you talk a little bit about Chris Christie? Because he's getting a lot of publicity lately, and I hear he has a lot of donors and money behind him. And also, would the president-to-be have to necessarily pick one of the running mates as a vice president, or can he pick someone else? Yeah, he'll pick someone else, and most likely when you announce you're going to run against Trump, you announce you're not running for vice president because there's there's no way that uh, that Trump would run, would run with somebody who's running against him. Christie does not have a lot of money, and the amazing thing about him is that to make the debate stage, he has to have a threshold of a certain number of donors. So what he's doing is telling people, if you give me a dollar, I'll give you a gift certificate for twenty dollars at some <laughs> store. Get out and of here! He is. Wait, stop it! He is. He's saying if you give me a dollar, I'll give you twenty bucks that you can spend at your local store. He's basically bribing people to give him money so he can have enough small donors to qualify for the debate. <laughs> They're making nineteen dollars. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So um, Doug had it best when he did this wonderful sketch of the rhinocris, rhinocris, rhinocris. Very hard to remember. No, but it's it's worth remembering. <laughs> Let's lastly go to Rocco in New York quickly. Hey, Rocco. Hey. Hello, Dick. It's a pleasure to speak to you. You're at, at the behest of uh, patronizing you. Your totally brilliant political oh, analysis is beyond compare. No Rocco. question about it. Rocco, I love what you now just said. Now, after I've stroked you, Dick, my producer just down. no, Rocco. My producer just told me that I have only thirty seconds left. So okay, I'll do it I, real quick. No, no Trump. Uh, debating, let him wait, let those 13 fight it out, and then Trump says, I'm the man. Who were those yeah, guys debating man. up there? Thank and then you. Hillary, Hillary's the only answer at the end for the Dems. At the end, like you said, Dick, love you, keep up the great work, keep on Thank bringing you, it right. Thank you. This was paid commercial for Dick Morris. And I have to say, it's an honor. Hero. I cannot yeah. end this show yeah. without, it's an honor, Dick So Morris. we talked about Will Michelle run. And I said she might run, but she won't last it's long. A wink and a nod. Because the uh, because the negatives will be too great. I said that they're probably going to take Biden out. Uh, and uh, we talked about DeSantis' self-destructive ritual suicide.